Hi, welcome to Our View. We have a great show for you today. I'm super excited to talk to Joey Locker with Locker's Southern View Luxury Motor Coach Resort that's going to be built right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. He's going to tell us all about it, so stay tuned. Welcome to Our View with your hosts, George and Lisa Hernandez. Each week, listen in as George and Lisa talk about their RV and travel adventures all around the world. George and Lisa travel in their 40-foot Class A Tiffin motor coach and tow their Jeep Wrangler, always looking for fun and adventure. Welcome back to Our View. I'm Lisa Richard Hernandez. And I'm George Hernandez. And today I'm so excited to have our guest with us. His name is Joey Locker and he is developing a luxury RV resort right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Joey. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, Lisa, thanks for having me. Um, This has been a long time coming. I mean, we've I've uh, been talking for over a year now, probably. I've been following your podcast for the last yeah. couple of years. It's kind of how we kind of got in- introduced. But um, again, my name is Joey Locker. Um, I am developing uh, Locker Southern View uh, Luxury Motor Coach Resort outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it is a 72-acre property that will feature 300 lots. Uh, 150 of those lots will be in a gated community with owners that will be able to come out and design their own lots so each one of those lots will have you can do pavilions outdoor kitchens and um, fireplaces sitting areas all along the riverside so one of the good things about this property is it has over half a mile of riverfront on it itself so it'll be gorgeous setting itself and uh from the beginning of the property to main gates to Broadway, Nashville is 25 minutes itself. So, and then another hour and a half, maybe two hours by a slow boat to downtown Nashville as well. So that's, that's awesome. You know, I'm sure just from listening to our podcast that Nashville is one of George and I's favorite places to go by, but well, visit anytime, but especially in the motor coach. So like having it, an option to stay at a luxury RV resort would be great and even better to own one. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's been the crazy <laughs> thing about all this is putting it together and seeing this asset class and just falling in love with everything about it. And I have y'all to think about that, to thank for that because it really kind of cut my teeth into this and kind of built the dream that I've been doing um, for the last three years, basically putting this slowly together. Yeah, and and I just I'm I'm so impressed by that actually. When you when you called me the first time, you're like, I'm I'm putting together this RV resort. I'm like, I'm in. We'll, we'll buy one. I, yeah. I, I, when when can we be there? Nashville, we're 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 rolling. We're on yes, our way. Yes. So that that was really 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 cool. And then to see the actual designs, which I um, I would if we can share them whenever they're ready to share. I'll oh, they're ready to share. The sh- I'll put them in the show notes yeah. if we can because. It's just, a, it looks, it's going to be beautiful. You've really put a lot of thought into the design and concept, and um, I think it's going to be fabulous. And for you, all of you out there, this is Joey's first shot at an RV resort. And from what we've seen, he has hit a home run. I mean, we're, we are super excited to team up with him and help him however we can. And we're looking at the plans and 
I mean, we're we're super excited, so we we can't wait for you to break ground. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And having y'all a part of this, um, I mean, it seems like y'all have been a part of it from the beginning. I mean, I've asked so many questions. Um, I've used text messages back and forth uh, with you guys as uh, pictures in my business plan. Like I, I sold it to banks based off of that, and they were like, "Who's Lisa?" And Rich, I was, and I go into this story about how I've followed you and all this and that, and how it's just played just right into um, putting it together, and it kind of just goes back to. Um, just keeping taking the next step and talking to people about this has been able to open those doors and keep me moving forward with everything. Yeah. So how how did you even tell us a little bit about how you found the property, what's gone into the development? Because, I mean, this has been a, like a, a passion project for you for a while now. So, like, tell us the story about <laughs> that. I know the story, but I want, yeah. I want you to share it with our listeners. Um, well, this kind of all started going together um, a couple years ago when I met my now girlfriend, who is the mother of my child, um, met her family. Uh, and they live in Indiana, and they have a, a piece of property on Monroe Lake with uh, about 30 other people that they have fifth-wheel trailers that no one owns a fifth-wheel truck. They get them shipped in from the manufacturer, they set them on the property, and they build their compounds around them. And it's their lake life without the lake cost, lake life cost. So I loved it. I fell in love with that. I'm like, all right, I need to do this in Nashville. Me and the buddies can buy fifth wheels. We can have a piece, uh, we can piece of property. We can have the lake life without having to drop a million dollars on a, right. on a house. <laughs> so you're just like, perfect. So started putting that together, um, just looking at falling more and more in love with the, this class of, of, of investing and started really putting it together. And then it was probably a couple months before we started really pulling the trigger on property and whatnot that my girlfriend's, uh, friend, her family actually owns lots in Vegas. Like, Oh yeah, we own some lots in Vegas. I'm like, what do you mean you own lots in Vegas? And they started talking about the price and I moved to the front of my chair and just yeah. was glued. And from that on, I put just countless hours of research into this and realized there was an asset class out here that was kind of untouched in the U S market. I mean, you had less than 20 in the United States that really went after the class, a luxury uh, class of people. And, there wasn't one within 300 miles of Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. We have. Been, yes, we know. <laughs> as you guys know. <laughs> I mean, we stayed at the KOA there, which is a really nice, nice. KOA. Don't get me wrong, but you can't own it. Yeah. You know, the KOA owns it. That's it. <laughs> so following, learning more about this, um, going into um, looking into Hilton Head, looking into Las Vegas Motor Coach, looking into Mountain Falls. Each one of those had those uniqueness about it that you saw nowhere else. And I, we've talked about this a couple of times that the more I talked about this, the more I realized no one even knew this existed. They're like, what do you mean people are buying lots and they're spending a half a million dollars yeah. on them? Like, You're nuts. So that brought into more challenges of, okay, great idea. How do you sell this to someone? How do you sell this to a bank? How do you sell it? Right, you got to convince everybody. Every single one. So you're kind of reinventing the wheel, but it was literally just bringing to light what already existed and then what the Nashville market was lacking itself. So going for realizing that, all right, this is a great idea. 
starting how to put it together and back to where you said this is my first resorts um i have a day job i work in the flooring flooring, so it's not something that you're i have a development background or any of these things so i had to figure out a way to put put it together make it look professional and sell it to everyone and in the beginning stages it was countless youtube videos uh, i'm watching listen to y'all's podcast watching andrew Steele on on youtube just go- googling as much as you could and then i'm like okay i you need to put property together you need to do this you need to do that but at the end of the day you really needed to put it together and make it look good on paper so started googling how to build an rv resort and one of the Random Google searches I had popped up was Outdoor Design Group in um, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And he puts together these. He will help you design them, come up with the financials behind it and everything. So it's kind of a one-stop package for this itself. So I uh, was lucky enough. Uh, we take trips out to Colorado every year uh, on snowboarding trips. Me and the guys will take a trip out there. And during that trip, I was like, well, if I'm out here, maybe I can meet Matt as well. So tied that in, met met Matt, met his firm, um, and just fell in love and shook his hand. I'm like, hey, let's do this. Let's let's put this together. He flew out to Nashville. Oh, he, he did? Yeah, he flew out to Nashville. I had set a meeting with the economic director in Cheatham County where we're doing this so that we could all meet and that they knew I was serious, that I had a team behind me and that this rookie wasn't coming in not knowing how to do this, but he he put together an entire team to be able to accomplish this itself. So it just won them over from the beginning itself, and it's it's kind of been right in itself ever since. Yeah, that's great. He's definitely a great asset, and we need to give him a little plug. Uh, yeah. What was his? Uh, it's Matt Corin from Outdoor Design Group, and they're in Denver. Yeah, in Denver. So if you check out their website, we'll put that in the show notes too, but uh, you can see all their different designs and stuff that they've done on there. They do all resorts like all over all over the place. Yeah, and he's, he's kind of blown up. He's done uh, different resorts all over the country. This is his first of this asset of this big itself but uh, there's only so many in the country that has been right. able to do this in, yeah. in general so and that was the thing it was like well who who are you working with who's done this before i was like there's only been like 20 to 30 people who's ever done this ever so <laughs> right. it's gonna be hard to find those people <laughs> right so you're kind of recreating something that's been done somewhere else but doing it in your own mind and your own vision um outside of nashville so that's right it's a big selling point yeah yeah definitely and i love that the the that you have a way to stay like there's a rental side right. and a and a part that you can purchase that's I, I'm looking at the design of where you're just listening to it as our listeners so half of the resort is is kind of like the owner side where it's gated and more um, private I guess yeah. for lack of any better term it has its own clubhouse pickleball of course yeah, always um it's, and <laughs> it's own, own swimming pool uh you've got a couple dog parks and walking trails like all throughout the resort bathhouses um yeah. all that on there yeah and even a restaurant which yeah. is awesome the restaurant as well that'll that'll be coming in probably phase two itself but yeah like you mentioned half of the resort is going to be rental side so me being from the background i had um i've mentioned this in the past but I grew up tent camping. That's how I, I cut our, I cut my teeth in this world where we went to a lake uh, in Tennessee, Normandy Lake, pitched a tent for seven days. We camped, uh, eat hot dogs, and that's kind of what we did. So I wanted to 
also give people a way to get into camping. So with that, you'll have 10 rental cabins on the property as well, because people are sometimes worried about the outdoors. They have a, a stigma about it, and but they don't know how to transition into it or even get into it. So giving them a cabin that is kind of turnkey gets them out into this world where they can start mingling with everyone and just falling and enjoy the love. outdoors. Yeah. And enjoying the people that I fell in love with because We've mentioned this before. It's hard to find um, a bad person in this industry itself. And if they, you yeah. do find them, they're usually out pretty quickly. Yeah, it's so funny because we say that pretty much everywhere we go. Like, nobody would choose to stay. Like, we always meet the nicest couples because we wouldn't choose to be in 400 square feet together, like 24 7 if you didn't, like, if each you didn't like each other, right? <laughs> and then we do so much living outside of our coaches, you know, outside. We're outside walking the dogs outside you know, just enjoying the outside, doing so many things in nature. So if, you, if you're just like a jerk, nobody is going to like want to do that. No, <laughs> like, no one's playing pickleball with you. Right, exactly. <laughs> Definitely not playing tennis with you. Yeah, yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we always meet great people. And so that's. Really and, and there is such a sense of community because yeah. we always, we always come down here and we say, oh, we're going to go and relax and, and just lay back. And every time we get here, we We're get invited to this guy's RV. Hey, come over and have a cocktail. Come over and have dinner. Come over and do this. Hey, tonight we're doing this. And by the time we leave here, we're like, we need a vacation. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> it's so much fun. Yes. But yeah, it just yeah, yeah. doesn't stop. And But that's the beauty of it. And um, it, it's just there is a big sense of community. Yeah. And so we're at Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort right now. Joey came down to, to visit us in this place. And um, it's crazy here if you've never been. It's mind boggling. <laughs> he's just like, this is what? Oh, my God, this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, we love it. Um, but a lot of motor coach owners that own lots here own lots all over the country. So we were explaining that um, to Joey. And, and my like I said, my dream life would be to have four different lots at four different places and spend three months of the best parts of the year at each Follow the warm lot. weather. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Working on that Nashville for y'all next. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been fighting over who gets. To so we, we've been, we've first. been talking about the two sides of the resort, but we, so it's 150 lots on each side, correct? 150 on each side. There you go. And also this is, pretty cool um which again i can see because i'm looking at at the map rendering of it but so it, it's located on the water yep. um on the river what's the name of that river cumberland river the cumberland yep. river and so they'll have a boat launch and some uh trailer storage and then one whole section how, i don't know how many acres that is joey where all the boardwalks are kind of over the water where the indian burial grounds were can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about that for the listeners so the the indian burial part about the property has it has a unique story in itself because i didn't really realize it was there when i started looking at the property and was out touring the property with the chamber of commerce and one of the gentlemen that was with us his name was perry as we're coming around the front of the property, there's a part of it that um, looks like it's coming off the top of the hill, but it also looks like a mound. And he looks at it and he goes, man, that would be crazy if that was an Indian mound. And I was like, what do you mean? What's an Indian, well, mound? An Indian mound? He goes, well, if it's an Indian mound, you're not going to be able to do anything here. I'm like, 
well, then why are we still talking if you think that's an Indian mound? Like, I don't even need to be touring this property. So we finished the property, and as I'm sitting on the property, I got on um, on Google and started, I'm like, what happens if you find an Indian barrel or whatever? And it basically kept going back to the Department of Archaeology. So I called Tennessee State Department of Archaeology, um, got a hold of a gentleman named Aaron Dieter Wolf, who was the state's archaeologist, asked him about the property. I was like, Aaron, is, is this, is this a, uh, an, an Indian mound? He goes, no, we've labeled all the Indian mounds in the state. He goes, you're lucky. He goes, but you do have some possible Indian heritage on that property. He, the next day, drove to the property. Met wow. me there. He was so excited. And Aaron has been, he's been a great asset because he's taught me so much about just the history itself. So on part of the property um, itself, um, it used to be an area for, instead of the Indians being farmers, they were fishermen. So there were mussels and clams and uh, shelf, uh, shell life there that they were able to collect over thousands of years. So you can go back there, and unfortunately, people have been back there with backhoes and been buckets and shovels, so they've been looting it itself. Mm-hmm. So. But with that is exposed some areas where you're looking at just uh, shell life of 5,000 years old. And wow. Just de- I mean, centuries after centuries of shelf life. And I'm like, this is this is amazing. I didn't know this was here. I'm a I'm a history buff when it comes to this stuff that kind of is unique. And you and I want to protect history as well. It's something you need to forget it. Right. So in that over that in that area is kind of a swampy area anyways it's near pond creek on the property so you can't really develop in that area anyways so we're like what if we turn this into a boardwalk park and we have markers and we represent the history and we bring it back to life instead of somebody looting it because no one in that county even knows that's there wow so this will be a way to really teach people about it and protect it at the same time and respect the area yeah Yeah, i love that that, i love that and that just i mean that just makes like just a really cool place to be like without even having to be at a destination aside from just being in Nashville. You know what I mean? Like you can go to Nashville and check that out, but just staying in the resort is going to be really cool. That's the big point of this. And as you guys know, living in this is you need to have a thing for everyone to stay on the resort and be able to be comfortable and have as much fun as they want to, but be able to go off and do other things as well. Correct. So I want to be able to keep, as many people on the resort have events. We have an outdoor amphitheater that we'll have on property for, I mean, we live in Nashville. So we're going to get many country stars out there playing acoustic. I mean, you're not going to do anything. We're not going to go back to your, uh, your metal days. of No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll have them talking. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see at least some in a lot of elevators lately. That's it. <laughs> But having that out there, so and you'll have a country store in the clubhouse, a resort-style pool, a little coffee shop, all these little things that'll keep you on the resort and comfortable, but knowing that the shuttle we'll have on property will take you to downtown Nashville and things can get a little crazy. That's awesome. you can come back to the calmness once that's over. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so tell us about, you you talked about uh, the sort of barn dominium design of the main clubhouse. And when you told me who was designing, you're like the barn dominium lady. And I was like, I know I follow her. I want a barn dominium so bad. I've probably talked about that a million times. So I'm almost like starstruck by I want to meet the barn dominium lady. Stacy. Like my, yeah. like, 
thing. And so these renderings, which we'll put online, are beautiful that she's done. What can you tell us about her and some of the designs of some of the buildings and what your what your vision is? Yeah. So luckily, about where the where the resort is is going to be located along that road is a bunch of barnuminium homes. I mean, you have a lot of big farms out there um, that, that gorgeous barnuminiums through there. So instead of trying to change and come up with a, a different kind of design let's just do barnuminium theme through it all and that's when i started doing my googling and doing the research and whatnot and came across uh stacy and she the barnum the barnuminium lady and just looked at her designs and her reach and just in the barnuminium theme it goes right into the rv world itself because typically barnuminium you have an rv that you're parking at it anyways yeah and she's out of texas right texas yeah Yeah, there's a lot of barnuminiums in texas which is one of i was like i just want to move to texas so i can live in a barnuminium but uh we found we found her um i found her instagram and she's got a good following on there and then um, one of her videos, most of her videos have started on TikTok, has that little TikTok little yeah. uh, thing on there. So I went to her TikTok and she had half a million followers. I know. I'm like, who I, are you? I fo- that's how I found, I follow her on TikTok. That's how I'm like, oh. So when I have to explain what I want to someone, like, like what's a barn dominium? I'm like, Go to check TikTok. this out. Yeah. This is amazing. So <laughs> Let we'll, me show you. We'll put her contact info in the show notes, too, so you can also stalk the barn dominium lady as well. She is phenomenal. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to hook us up with her info. I would love to interview her. I know you would. Oh, she's yeah. great. And her husband, Oliver, the nicest group of humans. That's awesome. Um, so it's kind of like a metal roof design. Um wood natural wood um you're gonna have uh, big open spaces yeah sitting areas fire pits fireplaces the outdoor kitchen areas itself beatable for those owners to come in and really design their lots out based on some of the criteria that we have because we want to keep the theme going through the entire resort with the barn dominium so your main clubhouse that um, it'll be somewhere in the, the nine to 10,000 square foot range. So it'll be a big martyrmenium style with limestone, Tennessee limestone surrounding it, walkways, and then your private clubhouse as well, which is around 2,500 square foot with, with pool. We'll have the martyrmenium theme, a little outdoor a bar around the pool, all things that'll really go into that kind of luxury lifestyle over there, but keep that martyrmenium theme. And that'll also go into the restaurant we'll have on property as well. We'll have a Barnuminium fill with your big garage doors uh, going out to big decks and everything that everyone can hang out and kind of really enjoy the outdoors. That's awesome. And then you're blending into the community too, because if that's what's around you, that's awesome. You won't be the eyesore. Yeah. And that's, and the good thing about the way the property is set up and the way we're going to develop it is once you're, you've got a little over half a mile of property of river, I mean, well, road frontage on the property. So we'll want to sit the resort inside of it a little bit so that when people are driving down, they just see large trees lit up and they're just like, what is over yeah, there? What's going on and in there? Right. They get to our, the main entrances and they're like, oh my, what? I didn't know this existed. Have them start Googling it and start doing that. It's kind of the premise of it. Won't be able to really see into the resort. You'll be able to see small things, but I want you to have to Google us to really figure out what we're about. Right. That's that's awesome. That just 
keeping all the trees and nature uh, and you know natural landscaping yeah. and because right now the entire property the 72 acres right now is nothing but trees and brush i mean it's got one road in one road out so their first steps would be going in fixing up the riverside because you've got a half a mile riverside on that and then you'll go in and do your clearing and then we'll come back once we get ready to break ground and start picking the trees we need to move or how can we maneuver a spot so that we can keep these certain trees as well right so speaking of break ground what is your target date for that tell us some timelines so we've been we've really been going through things over the last couple of weeks um, with my construction team and everyone and the biggest thing is really getting through some of the permitting schedule so as i mentioned with the indian heritage on this this is this is federal this is the great big government that we love in the united states <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to go through a bunch of different hands on this and anything that gets in the federal could be a month or it could be three months but through all this i've been kind of forward thinking and going and shaking hands with people who make decisions and luckily um, we've had the people who are really making decisions. They luckily live in Nashville. I can show up their office uh, from the FEMA to the the Corp of Engineers to the archaeologist. All of these people are all in Nashville and are on board with the resort. We love what you're doing, Joey. We we believe in this. How can we help? So we think right now um, things are going break ground is going to be August, September of this year. Um, and then we'll probably have at least a year of build time. So we're looking at probably mid to late 2025, 2024 is when we'll kind of open for, for the your public. first guest. Yeah. And because phase one is going to be more of opening up the, uh, the public side for people to come in, really start getting a vision of the resort. And um, we sell that vision, too, by having placards or big signs that say, hey, feature home of this, really kind of sell it to everyone and sell those, those individual lots off as well uh, for owners that come in. Okay, so people will be able to pre you'll you're going to do some pre-sales oh yeah these lots. we're gonna gonna get the the hype up a little bit that's right that's right so you can always contact us at our view podcast so we can get you get you on the list yeah. to be the next one to get a lot there i know they're gonna sell really quickly so that's exciting oh these are the questions that we're gonna have are you going to accept all types of rigs or was it only going to be class A's or class C's or what kind of regulations are you going to have with that? So in the private community, it'll be class A only um, itself. So you'll, you'll need a class A to be able to buy and have a deeded lot in the private community. But in the other side of it, I look at it as a, a, a transition phase with a lot of owners. Um, you can we'll have some of the your nicer class C's, some of your, your super C's, and then you'll have some of your luxury um, fifth wheels as well. Because if you look at, and the reason this goes into just data and me looking at every kind of angle that you can, mm -hmm. um, when you look in through the industry itself, a lot of times people are transitioning into bigger things. They right. go from that the fifth wheel, they'll go into the class A. And I don't want to exclude some of those people who are almost on the cusp of buying class A because I believe the resort could also be a selling factor to some of these $200,000 fifth wheels that are coming in here. And they're like, man, I really want to own over there. And then they transition into a class A, so they do buy in there as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we do tailgating with um, some friends and they have uh, fifth wheels, really, really beautiful man. ones. And they're like, yeah, we're ready. We're going to get a class A next, yeah. you know. And you think about it. These people spend 
I don't know, 150, 200,000 on the, tr- on, on the, you know, fifth wheel, fifth wheel. Yeah. but the, the, the truck that it takes to pull that is like $150,000 dually. You know, it's like, <laughs> why don't you just get the coach and tow the Jeep? Like, well, we, we've had that conversation before where people are like, oh my God, I could get this fifth wheel for, you know, some of them are $89,000. They're like, we can get into this for 89000 And then you go, yeah, but you need a $150,000 truck to tow this thing. Cause, <laughs> <I see> it. <laughs> you know, so it's it's all relative but yeah that that is very true people there's a lot of a big market out there of fifth wheel owners that are right on the verge of making that next yeah. next move and if i give them a place the the park that nice class day they're going to it maybe gives them that little edge of that last company. little incentive they yeah. needed yeah that that was kind of how um when we were out in moab utah the portal rv was very similar to that setup where they had like owner's section and then they had like just the rental section in the front. So there was like two different sections and yeah, we were there renting and we were like, man, I want to buy one of these. Like we're going to go over here. (laughs) They had like whole casitas and stuff though too, that you could, they were like a million dollars, but they were really cool. But um, that's wouldn't be one of my other questions because I know people are going to ask if you can put casitas on there and buildings what your um, building restrictions are going to be. Yeah. So with the property itself, we're, we're going to stick with the outdoor kitchens, pavilions, nothing that you can actually have a bed on and actually stay on at that. Because once you get into the habitable spaces and stuff like that, it changes a lot of the zoning regulations you need. And you've got to go through a completely different set of things with that. So I like the outdoor feel. I keep going back to Mountain Falls because Mountain Falls is kind of one of the pinnacles of those out there itself and their lower ridge is just nothing but pavilions outdoor kitchens that you can kind of really yeah beautiful. go to limits with they're gorgeous and of course they've stepped their game up with the ridge houses that are selling for 1.5 to 2 million i know right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, well, that's I'm like I'd like one of these on the water, and I'd like a little ridge house. I mean, you know, what they call it yeah. the River's Edge houses or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but um, these, I I love the pavilions and the renderings, which, like again, I said we'll put online are gorgeous. So it's really exciting. So um, one of the the big reasons I came to South Carolina, besides seeing Hilton Head. Um, itself, uh, the resort um, was to actually come down here and start really talking about Lisa coming on and being the broker and real estate agent for the resort. Lisa's been, I mean, literally followed your podcast and learned about this business. <laughs> Which is so exciting to me because I, you know, love it so much anyways. <laughs> I probably already sold like 10 lots just from our Oh yeah, just from our and, and friends. Yeah. And yeah. There's going to be this place in Nashville we're going to get in on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> So it was it, as I've been going through this, um, I think I've told you guys a little bit in the past is that I thought about getting my real estate agent, my real estate license. Some of my partners were talking about getting their license. Oh, we can sell this. And then when we look at it, like, no, we can't. We we don't. This isn't just a house uh, that you, you normally go after buyers. These are specific people. And you got to know how to market it. Yeah. So don't recreate the wheel. Get some of the best of the best that's in the business who's doing this from a day to day, who live this lifestyle itself and have immersed themselves into it. Bring them on, partner with them because through your podcast, it was like I met. We've talked multiple times throughout this past year itself. So it was just, it made sense to come here really meet you guys in person. I knew I was hiring y'all. I knew I was hiring you before I even got <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> 
I was like, Lisa, and like following you from what you've done on your social media to everything, it's just, it, you've done a great way of branding yourself. And one of the, the big things about any business is being able to brand yourself and be able to give something that the customers are going to enjoy and want to be around. And that goes into your personality as well. Yeah. Um, being a, I've got plenty of friends who are real estate agents that don't make it because they don't have the personality to be able to go out and talk to the people and stuff like that and make yourself uh, a part of that community. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's a, such a great, huge compliment. <laughs> it's always nice. You know, you, you like, are in your own world or whatever. And you don't really think about, I, I do think about how other people perceive me, but like when someone says that, like, well, I only know you from your social media. That's like so cool. Like, Oh, that's awesome. And then I am really, I think the same person when yeah, you meet me. Exactly. Person, so. And that's always the, the, the thing about the internet is you never know if that person who is behind the camera or doing that is the same person you're meeting in person because they're living on a camera and living on the on the internet because, right but when they put that microphone down who are they can we grab a beer right <laughs> yeah. it's right. just gonna be a little weird when we're in public right <laughs> right yeah well um, you didn't know before you came down here but we were coming up either way <laughs> so yeah. i'm glad yeah. it worked out yeah. That would have been really awkward. Are they? How soon will they have a place for me to park? George wanted to know. He's getting yeah. his real estate license. Too. Heck yeah! He's, he's coming out of retirement for this one. That's right. That, that's how much yeah. I believe in this yeah. in this mission. I mean, just from day one that you Lisa told me about it, and then that first time that we talked, I said to Lisa, "We are on board with this. No matter what we have to do, we got it. We got to jump on this because we've talked about doing something like this, but." You know, now we can just join the group, yeah. and 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 Lisa's just gonna kill it, oh, and well, you're gonna kill it. You're, you you've done for this being your first attempt at this. Like if you showed me this and never said anything, I would have thought you had ten resorts, <laughs> and this yeah. guy's just building another one. I mean, it it, it is, it's gonna be top notch, class A, luxury all the way. Oh yeah, and you know what? it's kind of the same way. I feel the same way about you. We, we started to talk and I'm like, well, who is this guy? What's he, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you get calls, whatever it could be. You put your money where your mouth is or yeah. not. And I was like, no, this guy's really serious. Like he's putting the work in and he's doing all this, you know, research and, and, and figuring it out. And then when the designs came out, I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> like he's, this is really happening. And, and so many people talk about doing things and then other people do things. And that to me just is like, I love your entrepreneurial spirit. And I love that you said, I grew up, I was one of the first people to even graduate from high school, let alone college. And I just knew, you know, I wanted to go to work and, and you just learned everything. Yeah. Like you have to be a self-starter, I think, to be a really, really successful entrepreneur. And you're just like right on your way. So I love to be a part of your journey. And I feel like so ex I'm so excited. I'm just as excited for you as I am for me. <laughs> really, I truly am because I'm like, it's going to be so great. This guy just made this happen. I love that. And it's I look at my children, you know, they're younger than you, like just starting their life and their careers. And I'm like. That's what I want you to be when you grow up. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, that's awesome. it's a lot of it, it w is just, it's kind of putting your head down. And I, and I, this is kind of my motto in life. And it's um, from a book, uh, but it's literally just, it, just take the next step. Just take the next step. Stop worrying so far yeah. ahead that you, you're not taking steps because the vision gets a little bit more clear the more steps you take itself. And then at some point it kind of opens up and you've got you've got open vision to what you're doing because you've got people uh, 
saying like, Hey, I believe in you. This yeah. will work. And that was the thing in the beginning with a, um, project like this. There's so there's only few resorts in the, in the United States that are like this. So no one knew anything about it. So going out and selling it, you're just like, okay, how do I can, how do I convince you that someone is actually spending a half a million dollars on a lot and they're and not say you're actually out of your mind itself. Right. Yeah. So, Building that itself wasn't easy, but it was literally just, we live in the age of information. I mean, I'm a millennial. I grew up on Facebook. I grew up on the internet. So you can learn anything you want on there. You just literally have to go look for it. And with being a, a curious mind, um, and my girlfriend hates me for this, but when, uh, and you guys probably run this in a relationship, someone will ask a question and I typically be like, Oh, I wonder how that works. And, or she will, this is how it usually works. She'll be like, I wonder how that works. I'm like, Oh, I'm not really sure. And she's like, okay. And leaves and leaves the conversation without getting the answer that kills me. I'm like, well, I gotta I know. know. Right. I need to know this. Yes. And then yeah. I'm. I'm three hours into figuring how my sync works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, 45 I, videos on YouTube yeah. later. It's, it's but we I all learn it. in different ways. Like he's a video person. I, I read a lot of things or whatever and do a lot of research on the internet or whatever. <laughs> but I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this today. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do another podcast. It's going to be about this. And I've decided that I'm going to like start marketing this thing to that or whatever. And he's like, Okay, well, have a nice day then. <laughs> you know, like, no, usually like, I like, say, how can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I either got to help you or I'm going to be left behind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yes, if, if, if you can't find it on YouTube, it doesn't exist. That's, that's it. I mean, and that was like, I was, there was a, um, I can't remember the name of the, the couple I, uh, I Googled, but on YouTube, I was like, it literally says, how, I, I said, how do you start an RV resort? And there was a couple in Colorado that was just doing a like 50 uh, spot thing, but they were doing it from ground up and started just listening to what they were doing a little bit. And we talked a little bit about this before the podcast is looking into how something has accomplished itself from a business side and building something. And through my career, I've worked with different developers and different business guys itself who had great ideas. They had a phenomenal idea, and this goes into why they failed. Some of these people did fail. Some of them had really successful projects. But you look at the really great projects that failed, you looked at it as why they failed. And they went in, had a great project, and then they went to the city and said, hey, I'm going to do this. And he's like, well, that doesn't even fit into what we are as a county or a city. We don't want this. That would be better suited somewhere else. And it's because they didn't do the due diligence up front. So yeah. with all of this, um, I knew I had a, a great idea from doing my research and talking to you guys and everything. But at the time, at the same time, I didn't know where this would fit in at the same time. I'm like, it would be great in Nashville. Nashville would be great. But the county and zoning and everything that kind of goes into that is different from county to county. Right. Um, so went to Nashville, asked them what, if they would love it, if they'd like this idea, if this would be great, they were like, great, Joey, this would be a great idea. We'd love to have this in our county, but here's the, the hoops you need to jump through of three years worth of back stuff. You need to get on this list and this, and it may happen. And I'm like, man, you guys don't even want business itself. Yeah. So, started looking at the outliers and went to Cheatham County. And when I went up to them, I sat down with the economic director. There's a gentleman named Jerome Terrell up there. 
great, great man. Sat down with him. I, I, I started talking with him. I was like, uh, JT, would you guys even want something like this? He goes, he goes, you want to, you will never believe the timing that you have here. It's like, okay, let's go. Let's keep talking. Yeah. He goes, we just chose our, so each County in the state of Tennessee chooses their growth, where they want to grow, how they want to grow, what kind of businesses they're going to attract or what's going to happen. Well, um, Cheatham County's was outdoors and recreation. So it set right. He goes, we made this decision yesterday. Wow. And we were, that was our growth factor. We were going to start attracting these people. I was like, there's no way this happened. He goes, wow. he goes, do you want to meet them? Do you want to meet the mayor? And I'm like, the mayor? He goes, yeah, he's right over here. I'm like, let's go. Let's sign up the jacket. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Nice. Let's walk over and meet the mayor and uh, Mayor McCarver in Cheatham County. Great guy. Um, love the idea. And, and <laughs> he's a foodie. Oh, and yeah. I, he sat down and he goes, I, I'll be there. He goes, can I be there at the beginning of the restaurant? I don't know if it, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he cared about. He goes, as long as there's good the food. The ribbon cutting for the restaurant. Like, for <laughs> hey, you should have told him you got the first table, you got that's the it. first oh, meal. Yeah. Whatever right. you want, brother. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it took going and getting involved in the community. So my like my advice to anyone that wants to do anything of, of magnitude of doing business that is going to affect the community itself, get the community on board because – I always told myself if I was going to start a business that I wanted to be able to give back to the community as well. I wanted to be that someone could look at that business and be proud that it's in the community itself instead of being that eyesore or, right. oh, right. man, when can we get this guy out of here? Because you, know, you guys are seeing some of that here at the Motor Coach Resort with the osmosis machines. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just things that are coming in that kind of – mess up with what you're doing at the same time but it some like that progress mess it messes with other people's right so, yes but some progress is good for the community itself so it's how you go about it i think is important and not coming in like a wrecking ball like i'm gonna do this and screw you guys yeah and that's the thing where i saw developers fail is this is I, this is a great i'm gonna make so much money this is gonna be great but you're not really great for the community right and if you're not and cheatham county is a is a community that really wants you to be a part of it and give back to the community because they don't want these skyscrapers coming in from Nashville and condos and just ruining things itself. So, and that's a, that's very understandable. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, growth is coming anyway. But like where we live in Mount Pleasant, you you blink an eye and there's a, another giant apartment complex. giant apartment complex, yeah. and you turn the corner and you're like. When did they build this? Where, <laughs> where the heck are all these people going to go? Where the roads just, it, it's just, I totally understand why they're, they're like, okay, nice and slow. Yeah. And that's, and they've been, they've unfortunately, Cheatham County has been like that for too long and it hurt the growth of the county itself. But that was um, the way they, they went, they protected it as well. So there's give and take on both sides. And now that they've become more, um, you've had some younger people get on their their boards and really see how they need to bring in the right businesses. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to kick out all businesses, but you need to be picky on which ones you kind of bring in so that you're not bringing in the right, you're not bringing in the wrong people as well. Like I had a, <laughs> I told you earlier, I had a meeting with one of the co uh, the commissioners and he was an ex-FBI, well, ex-TBI, which is Tennessee's FBI itself. And I spilled I my guts to I didn't even know that him. was a thing. <laughs> I spilled my guts to this man. I was like, man, I have, I'm a good person, no felonies, nothing. I swear, what do you need? You need some blood? What do you <laughs> 
<laughs> but and I think I don't even I, I I think probably one of our first conversations a long time ago is like, oh, you got the land. And if you talk to the people around there, because a lot of people have even like, you know, reached out to me in the Charleston area, like saying, oh, man, we need to build an RV resort. And I was like, well, you need to go talk to the municipalities first, because yeah. so many times they're afraid it's going to be uh, just because you, know, you think it's great. And just because you want to build it and just because you have the money doesn't mean they're going to let you do it. Yeah. You said it right there. That's yeah. the, the biggest thing. And still to this day, I'm, I mean, we haven't got final approval. We go for uh, final approval next uh, week for this, but you have some community members that just don't like it. They just don't want change. They moved to that area because it was there was nothing going on. And, and they want to keep it that they way. They want to keep it that way. And I understand that completely, but their mindset is I'm going to come in and then I'm bringing all these condos with me. And I'm like, where do you get RV resort and condos? Where Those don't really yeah. match together itself. Yeah. Right. Well, that's super exciting. So we will post all of your pictures yeah. and all the design stuff and our links to the Barn Dominion Lady and Outdoor Design Group. And stay tuned because we'll have more stuff to talk about as yeah. this development comes along. And I'm so excited to. Yeah, we need to do um, more podcasts as things oh, develop yeah. and keep everybody posted. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm slowly trying to put together a YouTube channel. We've. Um, We've got our social up on uh, Instagram, which is LSV Motor Coach Resort. And then on Facebook, you can look it up just on Locker Southern View as well. But we're we'll slowly get into YouTube more and actually do the. I I've been doing raw videos, as I've mentioned, and we'll turn those into it. But we want to do a full phase of through the construction, really show things to show potential owners as well on this. And then. We'll eventually try to get on TikTok at some point just because. You have to. You have to. It's business. Yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I know. mean, I Stacey, have a lot of followers on my RV podcast. Yeah. I've got some like, I've got some uh, viral videos. I'm not in any of them. Thank God. <laughs> They're like 2 million. Oh, I am. I had 222,000 views on my costume from uh fantasy fest oh really <laughs> yeah. wow dude and that's what's going to help sell all this is, yeah, yeah brand new and all that yeah so. it's, i already have luxury rv lot lady on tiktok i just gotta start posting my videos <laughs> <laughs> so all right well thanks so much joey yeah. it was great talking to you and like and share our podcast so we can have more visitors all righty thank y'all Thanks for listening to another episode of Our View. Don't forget to drop us a line at rviewpodcast.com. That's the letter R, viewpodcast.com. And like, subscribe, and follow us so you don't miss out on our next adventure.